You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News, and we are here Monday at noon till 1, like we are every week for the past two and a half years, on FM 104.5, 106.1, Lone Star Community Radio from downtown Conroe on Main Street. So we have some great guests today. Uh, first up, we will have Armando Nino with Go Lake Conroe, and he also is here with Kristen Bays, who's going to talk about whatever Kristen Bays wants to talk about. <laughs> and of course, she will be our next judge at the 284th court. And just as a reminder, tomorrow is the last day to register to vote in the November 6th election with early voting coming up soon. But we'll let her share some information about that. Then we have Stephen David for Congress second and Lorena Perez-Miguel Perez coming up. And she is running for Texas House District 15. So this show is sponsored by Roger Stein Chiropractic Center, and uh, that is the place to go for all, all your chiropractic needs, 3303 West Davis by Conroe High School. Go by and check it out, whether you are expecting a baby, have a baby, have children, uh, are active, running around physically, and feel a little back pain, or have pain anywhere else. The back is the major place where it could be adjusted and make you feel better with a positive attitude. So, um, there's 84 days left in the year. Did you know? Did you know that? 84 days left in the year. School is out today. Banks are closed. Many federal government offices are closed today because it's Columbus Day. Now, I don't know if it's really Columbus Day, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Isn't that kind of how that goes? But a lot of times, you know, Mondays are our designated day. But this is the day that in 1871, the Great Chicago Fire broke out. Did you know that? Fun facts. Fun facts. And uh, again, tomorrow's the last day to register to vote in the November election. So make sure you do that if you are not registered to vote. So this Thursday, something to look forward to, and it's not an event, but it's all about the weather because we watch the weather here. The humidity is forecast to be very low. So that's a great day to get out and meet people, talk, have fun. And the coolest temperatures since the end of April this last Mm -hmm. spring is happening next Monday. So start getting ready. Don't put out, don't get your coats ready. I'm not saying that, (laughs) but you could be supposed to be high of 58 next Monday. Yes, isn't that amazing? Huge change. Good day to get out. So this is going to be a big week in downtown Conroe. It's time for the Cajun Catfish Festival. So they will start uh, closing streets and uh, putting the barriers across there. Friday evening is the first day of the festival, annual festival. And it goes through Sunday. Live music, food, dancing, vendors, a lot of stuff going on. And if you've never been, you need to. So you can look up the schedule at friendsofconroe.com and find out all the details. And there's going to have several stages of music and performing arts and things to buy. Um, you guys are going, right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Armando and Kristen. Good. So when you're downtown, there's also other things you can do. You could stop at, at one of the three local entertainment venues for music by Pecos, Hank at the Corner Pub, Shawn Michael at the Red Brick Tavern, and our own city councilman, Sleepy Ray McDonald with Chad Cook at Pacific Yard House on Friday night. Saturday night is all right for Johnny Boy at the Conroe at the Corner <laughs> Pub. That's right. Uh, Slim Bob at the Red Brick Tavern and Dylan Poe with Shay Abshire at Pacific Yard House. So there's lots going on. And some of these performers will be early in the afternoon because it's just a big party in downtown Conroe with the, the uh, Conroe Cajun Catfish Festival. So, uh, so a few other things to make a note of that some are downtown and some are not, but the city of Conroe Parks and Recreation has a lot of things going on this month. So today uh, they're having a special Camp Quest Day for kids K through sixth grade at the Oscar Johnson Center. And then uh, this Friday, the 12th, the um, 
OJ Center, Oscar Johnson Center, is having Fresh Friday, which gives parents a break. So from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m., you can register your child, and they can do fun activities while you have date night. So that that's something fun, too. There's a family bingo night on the 18th, and they do trick-or-treating, the trick-or-treat trail at the Carl Barton Park on October 20th. And that starts at 3 o'clock, and the trail will close at 6, and they will have Movie in the Woods featuring Hotel Transylvania. Ooh. <laughs> <And> like that, <laughs> that starts at 7.15. All this is free. The city of Conroe does all these wonderful events for kids for free and families. They're also going to be doing pumpkin bobbing October 26th at the Conroe Aquatic Center in the pool, of course. Okay. I mean, where else would you be doing pumpkin bobbing it's aquatic so it's aquatic yeah so there is a fee of five dollars for that and that is for kids age four to twelve uh and then the 27th is the community-wide garage sale and they are selling booth spaces for 25 dollars, and that will be at the oscar johnson jr center with anything that is unsold being donated to the crisis assistance center so it's a full circle so if you have stuff you don't need want to sell uh, take it there on the 27th, and then from that point, if it still doesn't sell, give it to people who might need it at the Crisis Assistance Center, and that is a tax write-off. Also on the 27th, which is the Saturday before Halloween, will be the annual Halloween trick-or-treating through downtown Conroe, and that will be from 2 to 4, and new this year, we're adding at 4.30 a costume contest on the east side of the courthouse. So that will be really fun. It's really cool to see all the families come out and go to the different venues, get candy. But a lot of the families dress up as a team effort, like a pack of Crayolas (laughs) or the Adams Family or something like that. And it's just just fun. It's fun to see everybody coming out. And this is also another free event. So with that, we're going to roll right into what's going on with you, Armando. Well, we've been working with a lot of the politicians that are coming up because of the election. November 5th, There's right? an election? Sixth. 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 November 6th. We can tell everybody the 5th so they're early. <laughs> so. Yeah, but that won't work. There is early voting. What are the dates of the early voting, Kristen? October 22nd is when it begins. And it's okay. a two-week period. So. And yeah, I, I met day. with the folks over uh, with Wayne Mack this morning, and they were really excited about the prayer breakfast coming up. And, of course, he's up for re-election as well. And uh, hopeful to come out to our networking event. I'll go ahead and segue now that is over at the Southern Star Brewery's Tap Room. If you haven't been out there, it's on Frasier. They brew a lot of beers right here in Conroe. Like uh, Hencho and Conroe is their Mexican-inspired um, beer that they do, which actually translates to made in Conroe. You know, it is what it is. Echo and Conroe. And Echo and Conroe. Yes. But it, it tastes great. I got a chance to sample that already. Just just this morning. Right just before this I got morning. here. Right before I got okay. here. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're most <laughs> noted. Really good mood. Well, it's okay to do that. It's you know. a sample. It's a sample. It's, it's, it's perfectly fine. But and everybody. They have great brews. Yeah. And they've got a lot of new stuff. They got some holiday inspired beers like uh, uh, their Black Crack. And, and I, don't, I don't even know. Is what that, that a dark beer? I imagine so. I like dark beer. Dark <laughs> beer is good. Double IPA they released October 17th. And uh, so they're hosting the event and going to give us some flavors for some of the different beers. And it was kind of nice to bring everybody out there and have a chance to tour the facility and see what they do there. Get some Get some free flavors and samples and have some fun and meet some politicians and some folks running up for election this year, um, including Kristen Bates, who will including be joining me. us. Yes. Absolutely. I can't wait. Uh, the Renaissance Festival is also uh, going to make an appearance. They're bringing some characters out live to join us, and they'll be doing what they do, and they'll be there from like 4 to 5, 30, Giving 6 free o'clock. tickets. There'll be some free tickets as, okay. as, as a you know limited amount. I don't know how many we have, so early, early bird gets the worm. One. I, I'll give some to you now. So that's just a, a few less for the... I think the, you did that last year, didn't I you? I did, I did. Did you make it out? I did not. I should have. But oh, PR oh, girl has well. a busy schedule sometimes. I'm sure you gave it to some needy folks that needed to I come did. We to had a contest, yes. Oh, awesome. Well, yes. that works. That yes. works. I'm sure they appreciate that uh, that footnote to, to the show coming out to the Renaissance Festival. And uh, the kids went out already this year. They had a blast. And we've got some photos we put up on uh, Go Like Conroe's Facebook page. Um, so the event is October 25th at the Southern Star Brewery's Tap Room. You have it's, to pay? Is it free? It's absolutely free. Um, and there'll be a ton of giveaways, including some tickets, um, some uh, other goodies, some swag from Southern Star Brewery, shirts, koozies, and all that fun stuff, uh, as well as a chance to do some business networking. And we welcome any businesses to come out and, 
you know, shake some hands, give some cards out, put their things out, get to know and meet some people and make a, a make your choice of, of a candidate by shaking their hand and actually meeting real people. And I think that makes a big like difference. Like Kristen. Absolutely. Kristen, you're pretty real. I am very real. <laughs> promise. But this is good stuff. And you have to tell them about the comedians, too. Oh, oh yeah. I, 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 I was hoping they'd come out for the show. They're a lot funnier than I am. Uh, they, they, uh, uh, it's called Kalamata Live. And they're, they're uh, on the south side of Houston. They do a lot of live shows out there. They do a, a, a webcast that they do uh, monthly. And uh, they're going to come out and emcee the event and uh, introduce oh. everyone, have some fun, network a little bit. And it's Cal and Mata. I was like... It sounds like the Kalamata Olive, or, or yeah. <laughs> oh, said, okay. no, no, that makes sense. It's a duo. It's Cal and Mata. Comedy's uh, always good and refreshing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it, 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 absolutely. They're they're a blast. I mean, I I, I knew them before, both before they got involved in comedy, and it was it was uh, I was always like, God, you guys are hilarious. But so uh, they made it official, and uh, they're 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 definitely a, a funny guys for sure. Oh, good. So. Well, I look forward to hearing that. So what candidates will be there? Do you know? Um, Matt Beasley's trying to make it in at JP3. Uh, he's going to try and get out there. We've invited, of course, Wayne Mack and uh, Brett Legan and um, Christian Bays and uh, a few others. And we're, we'll welcome the platform to any other candidates that'd like to come lo- come over and visit, including <laughs> Dwayne Ham City Councilman or some other potentials for city council like some that may be on the show today or some that may be sitting right here in the room okay. with us <laughs> but, i mean because it, it's mostly about people being informed right yeah. and educated and meeting them you know i right. I, I really well, feel... we all live in the community right? sure right I, and, and i think uh it, it it supersedes you know signage and you know advertisements Absolutely. when you when you shake someone's hand and you know ask them what their opinion look on at them eye thing. to eye yeah it, it really reinforces your vote instead of just checking a box you know and i, I think that's a feel, i think that a is good. important so with that coming up, that is an important thing with elections on November 6th. You know, that's a big day. That my, that's the day my mother turns 80, too. Oh, my Huge gosh. Day. Yeah, 80, you know. Wow. I hope to live that long. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, if I keep living right and running, who, who knows. But uh, so that that will be a lot of fun. Tell me about uh, Go Lake Conroe. Well, we've been running a lot of uh, a lot of media. We, we, we've been really focused on our Instagram and Facebook and other social media platforms, as well as, you know, the, the, the concept of just shaking a hand and meeting people and networking in this way. Um, I think some of those things have lost their, uh, their, their touch. You know, we just don't do it as much anymore because of how small the world's gotten with social media. But I think that bringing people together and having them network is, a, is a something that we like to promote and build the platform for other people to do the things that they do best. And, and I, I think, uh, when you're representing the public, I think having an opportunity to be with the public is always a good thing. And, and yeah. as well as your business, I think a lot of folks want to go out to platforms that are just a little more formal and maybe not so fun, you know, and, and not have that relaxed atmosphere to have ask relaxed, relaxed questions and really get to know a business or a, or a candidate and in the way that I think really is more meaningful. So I think we've been trying to bring those type of events and venues and support those a little more so than we have in the past. It was really anything goes kind of thing before. And I, that we found a niche in, in working with, with this type of environment. Okay, well, good. So how long have you had Go Lake Conroe? Uh, 2009, and wow. uh, our first development was ConroeBass.com, and uh, we did a lot of promotion for fishing tournaments, did some kid kid fish tournaments, and promoted that site. And I think they're getting something like 20,000 hits a week now on that site, and it's been it's off on its own now. They've, they're, they've, they've gone out the gate and doing their own thing, but uh, they have a, a tournament coming up uh, uh think next week uh the bass tournament is going to be out here on lake conroe and mm-hmm. uh, i believe it's at stowaway okay so what kind of things does go lake conroe do mostly i mean you do a lot of local events right you help promote different events yes ma'am. and and i think that's really been you know um that and and just networking and with social media and and bringing those you help other companies do that? We do. We do. We've been working a lot with the Renaissance Festival annually for about six okay, or seven years so you have a partnership now. with them. Yes, Good. ma'am. Okay. And uh, we we also have uh, added Southern Star Brewery. And um, really, I, I, I like the idea of having breweries here in town. It's one of two. And, I like uh, the idea, too. <laughs> it, 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 three three breweries, from what I understand. Yeah. And, and it's like, wow, that's kind of all new. You know, I've been out and here. there's a distillery now in town as well. There is. It's it's crazy, and, and it's just nice to have that touch. I think it's a it's a, a good thing for a community to have those things in it. Wineries and, too. Mm-hmm. 
Bernhardt's been here since day one. Well, I, I really yes, like but there's also place. Blue Epiphany in Conroe right by Southern Star. And then uh, that one Bay Crichton started. Corkthus. Um, Corkthus, yeah. Corkthus. Corkthus out yes. in Montgomery. And then there's another one in Montgomery, too. Uh, name escapes oh. me at the moment. Uh, Whitley, this is Whitley like Vineyards. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, it is. It's oh, a quiz. that's right. Whitley yeah. Vineyards. So yeah. all these people are going to be at a Conroe Rotary event, actually. Really? Spirits of Texas, because it's right. not just the spooky spirits, but there's like wine and beer and whiskey spirits with uh, food from a lot of local restaurants. You mentioned that, the Rotary. That sounds like Willis, right? Yes, the Conroe Rotary meets every Tuesday at noon at the Conroe Chamber. But this is going to be on the 23rd of October at the North Montgomery County Community Center. Okay. So um, you should join us. Sounds like a lot of fun. I, I mean, I, I don't think we can get enough do of that you like going on. Sampling? I love sampling. There actually, <laughs> to my knowledge, isn't a limit. And I believe the Astros will be in the World Series. So that game will be yeah, on too. For sure. there you Last go. year when we did it, it was happening. So we made sure we projected that on a wall because they're the home team, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I think we'll have a lot of fun out there October 25th. It's the last Thursday of the month. And, uh, again, having the Renaissance bring characters out. Oh, that sounds fun. Awesome. And uh, it was a great ad. And uh, the folks over at the Renaissance Festival were just glad to do it. And it's at 3.30, so it's kind of still like you're at work. If you're a real estate agent or insurance or any of these things. It's happy hour time. You're supposed to be networking, so come on out and do it with us, October 25th, 3.30 to 6.30, and I, they're open all night, actually, so there should be stuff going on throughout the evening. They're serving, <laughs> serving food and drinks and what have you, so is that rain outside right now? I think it is I raining, so. but, you know, with the rain usually comes new weather, and maybe that whole cold front will be <laughs> you blowing You all in. about the weather. <laughs> I know. Right? I know. I should have been a weather person. <laughs> <laughs> you got the look for it. I do. Yeah. Okay. That's good. <laughs> So, Kristen, tell me what else is going on with you. I, I don't have just a whole waiting, lot to add. Waiting, just waiting, 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 waiting. And I did know it's 84 days till the end of the year because the end of the of year means did. swearing in day. So, <laughs> of course you did. I'm 84 <laughs> days away. Very excited. That is so exciting. You have worked so hard for this. I know that. And you used well, to be a sponsor of the show, and yes. that was wonderful. And I very much appreciate that. Oh, so, welcome. you have been with Lone Star Community Radio for a period of time and yeah. been on um, mornings with Dick and Skippy. Yes. And all of that. Well. Uh, and people, if they don't know you, I'm just like really surprised because you are a feet on the ground girl. You are everywhere. You cover the whole yeah. county getting out there and meeting people. And um, you have a very nice, engaging smile. Oh, I just love this. And I'm going to have to watch the YouTube on this. Over I, I know, over, right? Over, um, over. But it's true. If you know anything about me, I only speak the truth. Otherwise, I don't Thank I just keep you. my mouth shut. So. Which sometimes isn't always easy, but <laughs> I'd tell her to smile, but she's already doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're just looking forward to getting sworn in yes. and moving on. So um, I know you were asked earlier about transition. What does that look like to you? Oh, it's really, it's been great. So a big shout out to all the judges over at the courthouse and all of their respective staffs because. They have all really welcomed me in. I've been going to Board of Judges meetings. I've been included in some of the committee meetings. But more precisely, I've been invited to come backstage Ooh. and sort of look at, at how the sausage is made. And that's, that's really great cool. because that's that's the newest part of this job for me to tackle is sort of knowing how the technology works, what button to push, what button not to push. Is it scary? <laughs> it, it is, is it kind of scary? It's a little scary, but it's so exciting that I just push that. You wear that black robe and all that. Ooh, you're gonna have to get profile pictures. (laughs) How fun! I'm gonna be so ominous. It's just uh, shocking, but I can see you just pounding out with that cloak on. I am here. You know what I can see? I can see me tripping over it. That is what I can see. You need to do a video on it. I need to practice. What I'm gonna do is practice, and I'll share that. That will be fun. It's funny you use that analogy. uh, I see how the sausage is made. Is I was always heard it as. Uh, if you're going to make sausage, it's going to get messy. <laughs> well, I think it's great. And you uh, you do videos on mm-hmm. all about what it's like to be a judge and that. So now yeah. you can do more videos. Be doing of course, more. not about the personal stuff, you know, that you got to keep quiet. But just in general, I think they're uh, very educational. 
So well, that would that would be great. So do you have to go to like a judge's school? I do. Baby judge's school. It starts right. on December 9th. I'm also counting that down. I'm, I'm just a whole series of countdowns. But okay. yeah, December okay. 9th, go to Austin with all the new, new judges and they will Ooh, teach us what to do. So, so you're going to do a video so we can see, Absolutely. so we know what it's like, you know, when I want to grow up and be a judge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll know the there steps you, you need to take. <laughs> it's really exciting. I'm just, I'm thrilled. So this is a great opportunity. I want to thank all the voters, all the supporters, all of you. And I promise you, I'm going to be working hard for you each and every day. And we're going to be doing great things together. I'm excited. Right. I'm excited. Thanks. Okay. So uh, in conclusion, Armando, yes, the date is October 25th at 3.30, Southern Star Brewing Company. They are a fabulous venue. Uh, their new expanded room, I guess it's been there now a couple of years. Yes, ma'am. I want to say maybe even three years. I don't know, but at least two. It's really neat. They, they've it, got it set up nice. It, it's very nice. Mm -hmm. They even host different uh, bands there outdoors, different festivals and things. So we look forward to that, and we'll remind everybody about that in Conroe Culture News. Anything else you want to add, either one of you? If you get a chance, October 11th at 7 a.m. at the Lone Star Convention Center's Wayne Max uh, Prayer Breakfast. It's being okay. held over there. All right. So that is, what's today? Today's the 8th. I think that's That's Thursday. this week? Yeah. This Thursday. Mm -hmm. This Thursday. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Morning breakfast. There you go. Okay. Well, thank you both for coming oh, on the show. You, and up next, we will hear from Stephen David and telling us about getting out and voting. I am Margie Taylor, and this is hosted with Roger Stein Chiropractic. We'll be right back. In 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogersteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families. Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 Six four seven three seven seven six. Hello, and we are back. I'm Margie Taylor, your host for Conroe Culture News, FM 104.5, 106.1, every Monday at noon to one from downtown Conroe at Lone Star Community Radio. Our next guest is Stephen David, and he is a candidate for Congress uh, on the election plate for November 6th. So welcome, Stephen. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be back. Yes. It's been a while since you were on the show. I, I think the last time is when we were doing uh, speed speakers. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had nine people on here, and that was before the uh, March election. That's right. I was sitting here with uh, Matt Beasley. Matt Beasley, yes. And um, he, he's a great guy. Um, I, you know, I think... There's a lot to be said for people that run for any any position because it takes a lot of work and it shows how dedicated you are to our community. So That's win or lose, we all need to get along and um, support each other and support our elected officials. Agreed. And if you want to change, now is the time to start 
getting educated on who the candidates are and what the issues are and meet and greet them, you know, find out to them, talk to them. Like Armando was saying, you know, um, shake their hands, look them in the eye, ask them questions. You know, don't just randomly put a sign in your yard if you don't even know what they represent. Right. I agree with that. I mean, one of the things that has been fun about this campaign is going to as many events as I've gone to. I've, I've hosted, uh, I think, 12 or 13 town halls all across the district. You know, this this district is enormous. It, it's as far south as the Woodlands, um, as far north as Madisonville, Texas, or a little bit further north than that. And it goes all the way from Navasota to Sam Houston National Forest. It's a big district. And so I've hosted town halls across the whole place. And I've spoken with people who've said, we haven't seen. So there was a guy actually, and uh, I think it was just outside Iola, where I had a town hall, and he came and said, this is the last time we've ever had a candidate come through, um, and I've got a picture. And he showed me a picture of LBJ shaking his dad's hand. Where is uh, Iola? Iola is is northwest of here, and okay. it's it's real far northwest. And it's northeast of Navasota. You just keep going north and north and north. Okay. And, well, I know where Navasota is. And so <laughs> it, it was. it's amazing that there are people in this community that, that it's you know, they don't see any politicians, and it's not even a, a knock at my opponent, I mean, none of the elected officials, right? None of the county elected officials, none of the federal, none of the state, they don't go out there to them. And I think that that's, that's kind of a sign of where we're at in our politics. And, you know, I, I grew up with people knocking on my door in, in retail politics. I remember meeting some of my local politicians when I was young, school board and, and judges and, and people who are running for JP. And so it was important to me to make sure that I kind of emulate that and get out as much as I can, shake as many people's hands as I can. And I can tell you I've got sore palms. From shaking so many people's hands because some people have death grips and then oh yeah and then there's you... all different ways to shake hands oh, definitely yeah. <laughs> sometimes i myself go oh my gosh did you just like knock my whole hand off right right or what <laughs> and then the, the thing that's unique to me you know my wife and i don't have any kids we have two nephews uh but the thing that has been very unique is you know you when you're going to these events you're going and hanging out with kids and you're going into picnics and barbecues and cook-offs and all the good stuff and i have i have come down three times and never been more sick in my life. And you, there is like a plague that runs around in daycares that I had no idea oh, yeah. about. It is amazing. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, you build up an immunity oh, if yeah. you have children, but if not, then you're susceptible. To oh yeah. My immune things. system is a rock star right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you spoke about, um, young and age. So you're younger. I am. I'm 33. Opponent, and, um, do you think that makes a difference as far as your campaign that you're uh, so much younger than Kevin Brady? It does. I think it makes a lot of. I think it makes a big difference in, in quite a few different ways. So the the first way that I'll say that I think it makes a difference is it gives me a different perspective. You know, Kevin Brady he has he has two young boys that he adopted, and I think that it is an amazing thing that they open their hearts and open their homes. I, my stepdad adopted me, and my wife and I were foster parents, and I think that that's an extremely important thing to have. Having said that, he is pretty far removed from having to think about college and college debt. He's pretty far removed from having to think about purchasing that first home. And he's had a job for a really long time, um, a, a pretty consistent job that he has to fight for every two years. But he's had a job for a very long time. And there are people who have spotty job histories. And so getting out of the community, I think that being 33 years old, it doesn't make me too far removed from graduating from college. I have $57,000 in student debt. And so it's easy for me to relate to someone who's coming out of college and saying, look, I can't afford to purchase a home, which is the easiest way for me to step into the middle class because my debt to income ratio is inverted. And the jobs that I am getting, they pay okay, but they have no benefits at all. And so I'm having to still live with my parents and I'm still on my parents' uh, insurance. And that's- You're living at your parents' home right now? No, 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 my wife and I. These, oh, these are what people okay. are saying to me, no, 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 oh, we own okay. a home. okay, I'm like, wow. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, okay. But, but people say that to me all the time about, you know, them having to, to still rely on their parents and it's, it's not just a, a fact of life for them. It's also a, a, an issue of pride. You know, th there's a lot of dignity that comes from graduating from college. Um, mm -hmm, absolutely. There's not a lot of dignity that comes in graduating from college and still having to live with your parents because you don't have your dream job. And so it's a really important thing that uh, I, I do think that my me being 33 allows me to relate to a little bit easier. And then I think kind of along those lines, um, one of the things that that is really important is that when when Kevin Brady and, and people Kevin Brady's age, my parents' age, graduated from college. It was a drastically different environment. You know, my dad went to Texas A&M. Uh, my mom went to HBU. When they graduated, they were paying $50 a class. 
when I graduated, I was paying $1,500 a class. Wow, what a difference. Education is really expensive now. It is. And we are seeing more and more that people are having to go and take those class or having to go and get college degrees. And one of the things that, that is most critically important to me is to make sure that not only do we focus on the cost of education, um, but also that we don't force kids to just go get a college degree just because. My wife is a pet stylist. She didn't go to college for it. She went to vocational training for it. And I think you and I have talked about this. She works with her hands and she makes 40% more a year than I do. And her job is commission-based. So she has to work just as hard as anybody else, harder, I would say. And, you know, if she gets off at 6 p.m. at night after going in at 8 a.m., then that's when she gets off. If she gets off at 1 p.m. because all her clients are done, then that's when she gets off. But she works until the job's done. And I think that that is what real Americans go through is they work until they have to get the job done. It's not a salaried thing. It's not a clock in, clock out kind of deal. You just got to work and get it done. And we don't respect those sorts of life choices enough. And I, I think that because I'm so close to that, because I'm not too far removed from college, because my wife does work with her hands, that it it does make it easier for me to to relate to people when going out and speaking to them about their issues. Okay. So uh, some of the issues that you're concerned about, are uh, the public service loan forgiveness program, which yeah. is, I think is what you're touching on there. Tell me about that. So there's a program, and I think it needs to be beefed up. Um, I think it needs to be beefed up a lot in a lot of different ways. But the public service loan forgiveness program right now is a program that incentivizes people graduating from college or graduating from their post-bachelor uh, endeavors, whether it's a master's or a PhD or an MD or a mm -hmm. you know DDS, to go and work in either the nonprofit or government sector. And what it says is that once you go and start working for a nonprofit or government entity, uh, you work there for 10 years and you make 120 consecutive payments on loans, on your student loans. At the end of that 120th payment, all of your federal loans, your federally subsidized loans are forgiven. And what it does is it, it, it's a program that is meant to A, help people um, kind of predict what their financial future can be, but it also allows, um, it also encourages people who would otherwise not go into government because salaries are not that good to go into government or to go into nonprofits. And so when we talk about nonprofits, we can talk about the food bank or we can talk about the United Way or, or working for hospitals even. And so what that it does is it encourages, because most hospitals are nonprofits. So we see a lot of MBAs graduating with their MBA and going into hospitals and they need that, right? Cost of healthcare is expensive. And we need these fresh, bright young minds who are using fresh, bright new ways to do economics and finance and, and loans and debt and bring them into hospitals to see if there are ways that we can be more efficient and make these, these hospital services cheaper for the citizen or for the, the consumer. And I think that that program is a really good program. However, having said that, it requires people to take a particular life, life choice, life path that goes towards government and non non-governmental entities or, or nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily think that though I like that program, though I want to preserve that program, I don't think that we should stop there. Um, people graduating with as much debt as what I have or as what other people, the average, I think the national average is $47,000 of graduating or of debt when you graduate college. I, I don't necessarily see how that's helping our, helping our citizenry. With the tax bill that was passed at the end of 2017, um, that came out of Kevin Brady's Ways and Means Committee that he wrote, that he wrote, um, it issued 1.6 trillion dollars of debt, um, and largely what we saw that money go towards was the corporate tax cuts that we saw. There was some stuff that went to uh, middle class; those are temporary. Um, we saw uh, some uh, quite a few healthy cuts that went to people who make more than a million dollars a year, but the bulk of that money went to corporations and in two ways the most specific is that uh, or the first way is that it was a uh, a flat cut to their tax rate went from 39 to 21 and then uh the other way was that they allowed repatriation of dollars so money that was kept offshore they basically said bring it back on shore and you won't pay taxes on it um well didn't it also help local small businesses as well so it did but it did it in a weird way so this is where the middle class tax cuts come into play what they did was they said you can cut 20% off the top. So so most small businesses, and you know this, most small businesses will file their taxes as sole proprietors, um, meaning they're not LLCs, they're not incorporated. So they're going to be reflecting their business income as their personal income. And so what this tax bill did, and this was the thing that the tax bill did right. Um, they said 20% is just clean off the top. You don't have to justify it. You don't have to do anything else for it. You get to write that off. And then we start talking about what other deductions you get. And I think that that's really important for small businesses. 
Having said that, that's not where the money went. So, so the majority of the $1.6 trillion of debt that's been issued went to the corporations. And what we are seeing across the nation is that cumulatively, Americans hold, and let me back up a little bit, that $1.6 trillion was justified on the idea that we're going to help the middle class. We're giving this money to corporations because the corporations are going to give that money to their frontline workers, and we're going to help the middle class. And what we've seen year to date is that 4% of working Americans have seen either a pay raise or a bonus attributable to this tax bill. Right. And that 4% is, you know, there are 124 million workers in America. 4% is a failure in my opinion. And so what we know, so moving back to education, we know cumulatively middle-class Americans hold $1.2 trillion of student debt. So if we really wanted to help the middle class, if we really wanted to put money back into middle-class American pockets, a more efficient way to give to use that money wouldn't be to give it to corporations that are giving dividends to their shareholders. It would be to literally put that money back into the pockets of middle-class Americans and forgive that debt. Now, I don't necessarily know if that's the correct path to take because I don't think it, it rewards people like my wife who went and learned a vocation and learned a trade and doesn't have any debt because of it. But I say that to say we need to have a serious conversation about the fact that giving money to corporations just doesn't work. It didn't work in the 80s. It didn't work in the 90s. It doesn't work now. And we have to have a better way to approach how we issue debt. And I think that education is a really good way to start. So the forgiveness plan, the debt just goes away. What about the universities or the colleges that are expecting that to be paid? They don't. So the federal government absorbs the debt. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that, that's one thing that you're working on. You're also working on uh, the Health Care Act. That's right. So, so that's actually the Affordable Care Act is the reason why I, I decided to run. So my wife and I fostered, like I said earlier, five years ago, we fostered a little girl. Um, she was born three months premature. She was uh, put in the NICU because her mother was taking ecstasy while she was pregnant. And when we got her, um, we were in the doctor three times a week every week for eight months. Oh my. Um, we had to go to a dermatologist. We had to go to an internal specialist. We had to go to the pediatrician for regular vaccines. And the emergency foster program says that because you're an emergency foster program, you don't have to pay for any medical expenses. Now, the way that they afford it, and it's administered by the state of Texas called the Star Health Network, mm -hmm. the way that they administer it is, or they administer it, but the way that it's funded is Medicaid pass-through. So Medicaid dollars are set aside to say children are really important. Children's health is really important. People who step up and adopt kids or foster kids or, you know, whatever, um, don't have to pay those medical bills. And so when the Affordable Care Act was repealed by Kevin Brady and the American Health Care Act was passed, he wrote half of that. And what that bill stipulated was that that particular program gets cut to 10% of its funding. And I said, I have to run because this is this is such an important thing. Our caseworker alone had 150 kids that she was taking care of. And she said we were one of the easy ones. And I, I went to court. We testified. We did subpoenas and dockets and all the good stuff that goes with it. And so, so if my case was an easy case and she has 149 other and they all use this same program, we can't cut programs like that to 10% of their funding. That's directly affecting kids. Right. And so we have to be more responsible with it. So I decided that I was going to run. And the thing, let me come out and say that the Affordable Care Act is not perfect. It is far from perfect. There are a lot of things that it does wrong. But there were a lot of things that it did right. And one of them was essential health benefits. So if you are going to be an insurance company and you're going to provide insurance to a citizen, the Affordable Care Act said you have to do these 10 things. Absolutely have to without a shadow of a doubt or else you can't be an insurance company. And those 10 things were some of the most common sense things you could hear, you could think of, right? It's you've got to cover a wellness exam. You have to cover vaccines. You have to cover you know, yearly checkups. You have to cover prenatal care, maternal care. And then the thing that it added, which I think is extremely important, is it said you have to also cover mental health. You have to make sure that mental health screening is covered. You have to make sure that mental health therapy is covered. And so for a long time, we've kind of excluded people who have mental health issues, whether it's bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, depression, anxiety, those things, insurance companies would just not cover it because they didn't want to cover it. Now they had to. And that was one thing that this bill really did good, did well. And then they also added something to it where kids... You can stay on your parents' insurance to the age of 26. The and, and the problem with that is that it's an artifact of how poor the economy is. How the economy is for people under the age of 26. So I, I do want to keep the Affordable Care Act in place, but I want to make it better. Okay, so let's talk about you uh, real quickly, because then we have to bring on the next guest. Yeah, there's only a little bit of time here. So you're a seventh generation Texan from yeah. a. Uh, you went to Arizona State. Yep. 
And are you still a City of Houston employee? I am. And what do you do for the City of Houston? So I'm a performance and financial auditor. So I, I work on behalf of the executive branch of the, the, the government, City of Houston government. And I go into the departments and I audit what they're doing and how well they're doing it and what their budget is. And okay. I help make determinations on whether they should continue that. So you make sure things are running efficiently. That's right. Okay. So if somebody wants to find out more about you, they can go to Stephen for Congress on your Facebook page. And that's S-T-E-V-E-N. That's correct. And elect, electstephendavid.com that's correct. for your website. And I'm also on Twitter at Steve David. Okay. So you can probably put Stephen David in there and find you yeah. for Congress anyway. All right. So uh, please direct any questions. You can go to Conroe Culture News if you have any other questions directed to him. Do you, where's your next upcoming event? So I'm glad you asked that. I appreciate it. So on October 20th, Lone Star College is hosting a debate that Kevin Brady's been invited to. Um, so October 20th from 9.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the Montgomery campus, uh, they're going to be hosting a debate between Kevin Brady and I. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for becoming a guest on our show once again and giving us a little more information than we were able to hear from in the past. And uh, we're going to take a break and get ready to hear from Lorena. So I'm Margie Taylor, and we'll be right back. Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, President of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary, located in Grand Central Park by appointment only, is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. Since 2004, Roger Stein Chiropractic has offered spine and joint manipulation services to residents of Montgomery County and surrounding areas. Conditions treated include lower back pain, migraines, headaches, whiplash, carpal tunnel, neck pain, sciatica, joint pain, sports injuries, herniated discs, and complications from pregnancy. Roger Stein Chiropractic, led by Dr. Stacy Rogers and Dr. Brian McGee, is an integrity-verified chiropractic clinic. Call 936-441-9990 for an appointment or visit rogersteinchiropractic.com. That's R-O-D-G-E-R-S-S-T-E-I-N, chiropractic.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question, comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station on IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Okay, and we are back now. I'm your host, Margie Taylor, for Conroe Culture News this Monday. October 8th, and last guest for the day is Lorena Perez McGill, and she is running for Texas House District 15 as a candidate. Uh, you can find out about her also at Lorena for Texas on Facebook. She also has Lorena for FOR Texas.com as her website. So, welcome, Lorena. Thank you. So have you been at, um, on the show before? Not just this show, but any show here at Lone Star Community Radio? Not, well, yes. Uh, yes and no. I I was the one who contacted you guys when uh, we were doing efforts with Lone Star Legal Aid um, to help okay. some of the communities that had flooded. And uh, you guys were kind enough to um, to allow us to come and talk. But when uh, when you guys invited me, I was busy just helping people okay. out. So we sent well, somebody else. Well, now you made else. it now, so I I'm know. glad. So um, a little background about yourself. You have a master's degree? 
That's right. I have a master's degree from Georgetown University Law Center. It's a master's in law degree. Um, and I have a law degree from the Dominican Republic, which is where I was born and raised. Um, and uh, that allowed me to sit for the bar exam in New York, um, which um, allows me to practice law in the United States. So you're legit. <laughs> you're legit. Okay. That's right. So you've been involved in a, a lot of different things in the community. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, when we moved here to the um, to the uh, Montgomery County area, um, I told my husband. So I had been working for an organization, a public international organization called the Organization of American States for about 11 years. And my husband and I decided that we were going to follow his career. He works with Exxon. We moved here. And uh, I told him that I wanted to um, volunteer. Uh, that was one of the things I wanted to do. I wanted to continue to teach as well, which I had been doing um, when I was in the Washington, D.C. area. We moved from the Washington, D.C. area. Um, so one of the things that I started doing was just looking into how I could contribute to the community. And that's how actually I got in touch with Lone Star Legal Aid, um, eventually with um, there's another organization called Kids in Need of Defense. Have you heard of it? Yes. The, the acronym is KIND, and it was founded by Angelina Jolie. They still owe me the picture of me and Angelina Jolie, but, you know, I am. Uh, hey. And you them. are a resident of the United States, right? You, I am I okay. am a citizen yes, of the United States, naturalized citizen yes. of the okay. United States, yeah, as of 2012. Okay. And um, that's a requirement to run anyway, isn't it? That's correct. <laughs> okay. That is correct. Um, and yes, I am a Texan. I think that the fact that we love our neighborhood, we love our community, we bought a house here, and we're here to stay makes me a Texan, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell me about some of the issues that you're standing for on your platform. Yeah. Um, the biggest one and the, the, the one that's most important is trying to get both parties to talk to each other. I'm trying to get people to talk to Well, that to would be other. amazing. It, it, <laughs> so here's, here's the experience that I bring um, onto the table. Um, at the Organization of American States, I used to work with the Department of Legal Services. I, um, I was the one who would uh, sit across the table uh, with 34 representatives from 34 countries. Um, the organization has as its members um, governments, countries, um, rather. And in an organization where most of the issues had to be resolved by consensus, mind you, um, and we would make stuff happen. And I think that if you can do it between countries, and yes, it is not perfect, but it, it would happen, and I would see it um, happen. And I think that that can happen also at the, uh, at the state level. Um, I think that I've got what it takes uh, because I am willing to reach across the table. Also, my background um, on alternative dispute resolution, I um, did arbitration uh, before I was working at the uh, law firm of Baker Botts from uh, uh, Secretary Baker. And um, I also um, teach mediation. I teach a mediation class in Washington, D.C. I still do. I still get to go to Washington, D.C. Have you heard of the Dispute Resolution Center in Montgomery oh, County? yes. I know Elaine <laughs> you know very Elaine? well. Yes. yes, I know her very well. Uh, and I have volunteered with her organization as well uh, with some of the competitions that um, that they have um, for the, the children's the competition with the bookmark competition. They just competition. had the bookmark art uh, selection last Friday. I know, and I was so sad I could not like make it. 2,000 markers. Isn't this, that wonderful? Yes, I took a picture of it. And, yeah. oh, and what yeah. I love the most is that from early on, we are, through that contest, that beautiful contest, we are showing children that it is possible to reach across the table and to resolve things and to compromise so that we can actually reach a um, resolution. Yes. Yeah. Play well in the sandbox together. I know. Can we do it? I, I don't know. So. I, I think so. I think I'm so. optimistic. Yes. So um, you have a, a, I looked over your website and I found some different things. So tell me about the uh, school property taxes. Yes. So here's the deal. Have you heard of uh, the Robin Hood Fund? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Which is a very well-intentioned law, uh, which consequences we're actually suffering 30 years later, a little bit over, because it's from the end of the 90s, uh, the 80s, sorry. And what's happening is that because of that fund, the state is giving less and less money to all the independent school districts. And as a result... The independent school districts are giving more it's and going more going up money. higher and higher. So that on your property taxes, the majority of it is school taxes. Correct. Correct. That's what's happening. 
we are lucky enough in part of um, House District 15, most of it is um, within Conroe ISD. And we have been lucky enough that Conroe ISD is the exception, not the rule, um, in uh, the state of Texas. And they have been doing very well in terms of trying to keep our taxes from um, going up. But what's happening is something's got to give. And this is what's happening. We, um, Conroe ISD is a Chapter 41 um, school, uh, school district. And therefore, it is actually within the recapture. We have not had to give any money on the recapture, but it's, it's a matter of when. And if you talk to the, um, to the superintendent or the, the people in the administration, it's going to happen in the next couple of years where we're going to end up just giving money um, to that fund. And then at the same time, we're going to get shortchanged because we're not getting as much from the state. We're going to have to raise taxes because not only are we giving most of the money um, that our school taxes, that, that our schools uh, need to run efficiently, but we're also going to have to give back to the state. Okay, and once we give it back to the state, by the way, it is kind of untraceable. And that also um, annoys me. I think that that is unacceptable. I do think that if we want a better Texas, we need to educate our kids so that we have a thriving economy and so that we have a great, um, a, a great employment um, pool to, um, to get from. Okay, we only have a few minutes, unfortunately, oh and I know you were caught in a horrible accident, traffic, or whatever on, on 45. 45. Yeah. So tell me the main difference between you and your opponent. Okay, so here, um, mostly background. So I was born and raised in the Dominican Republic, uh, spent most of my time in my uh, grandparents' farm. So I have dealt with dispute resolution, not only at the level of um, states and investors, but also um, my grandmother's um, farm and people, etc. But it is actually the, the depth and the breadth of my experience, um, not only to deal with common issues, but to deal with complex ones as well. I'm a lawyer. That's what I've been doing for a number of years. And I think that that kind of knowledge is what we need. And I also believe that alternative dispute resolution is the way to go and that to compromise is the way to go so that we can get, get uh, stuff done. That's why my motto is we need to stop fighting and start fixing. You do have that all over everywhere. Well, I appreciate you coming on here. And if they want to find out more about uh, uh, your involvement in flood mitigation, infrastructure, economic development, you can go to LorenaFORTexas.com and find out about it. I'm sorry we are short, limited on our time here, but I appreciate you coming on, Lorena. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. uh, Thanks for listening. I'm Margie Taylor. We'll see you next Monday.